Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Rhea. Welcome to Karma's My Bitch, a podcast about love, sex, connection, abundance, joy, purpose, peace, and how life isn't simply the stories we tell ourselves. What is this episode about that's different to our, <laughs> we, like, we've gone from like lots of of seasons with one sex episode to one season and what this is number three <laughs> <laughs> but it's a bit more than it's really less to do with sex and more about being sexy okay fine interesting yeah i don't fully understand what i know it's gonna is. be like i do feel like we're pulling at very fine threads here right yeah. with these episodes where i'm like i just feel like there was a bit of overlap so i'm like yeah. okay now we've got a we had a sex episode now we have a sexy episode <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like way to split hairs people yeah. <laughs> But it's important to talk about because, you know, here we are, we're talking about what if it never happened? What if we were never in our karma? What would our lives look like? What would the world look like a bit? Like, how would we connect to other people? And one of the ways in which, as we know, or has been said for many, many years, is sex sells, right? It's not sex itself, but sexiness sells, right? And why does it sell? Because that is what we equate with being in our power. Okay. Right? When something's sexy, etc., there's some power behind it, and that's what's attractive. But also, we discuss the three different tiers of power, as it were, as when one of them is sexual power. Mm-hmm. So, being sexy and being in your power mm-hmm. also makes sense because there's like that sexual power is creativity. When we're in our karma, what we consider incredibly powerful in part is sex. And we have been shaped and molded, our brains, our visual identity has been shaped in a way where we identify this very narrow criteria for what is sexy, what's beautiful, what's not, right? And what we're having to do in a lot of this sort of current social unraveling that we're doing is redefining what that means for us individually, what we think is beautiful, what is sexy to us, and seeing that we are all beautiful, that we are sexy, yeah, that we can be. But what does that mean? It doesn't mean stepping into other people's shoes or looking like someone else, but it's being our most divine selves. And what will be the most defining characteristic for what we would deem sexy, not beautiful, sexy, is being our most powerful self. And what does that mean? It means that you know there's nothing more than who you are at the moment. Which is like self-esteem plus, plus, plus. What does that even, what do you mean? You're fully present, awake, and alive. What does that mean in more tangible words? (laughs) Usually you break it down. No, no. I've already thrown you enough. You just weave it together. (laughs) Why can't you? I can't. So not everybody's experienced this for a long period. Some people might just get really dressed up one night and walk into a room and have that. Yeah. And you have it for a night. But can you have that? For like a longer period. That's the point is that you can sustain it over and it's not just because of what you're wearing. But it's really... It's it's something about... It's just something in a knowing. Fine. It's a bit like when today I was in Pilates and I looked at myself and my hair was all over the place and like I was bloated and I was tired and I was like, I really don't know my best. (laughs) But then I also could connect to the fact that like go home, take a shower, give a shit about myself for a little bit and I could end up feeling fantastic. What's that feeling or like... For me, it's the, you know, the first week when you come home from a holiday and you're tanned mm. and you're glowing. And yeah. It just, it just kind of holds on to that. Mm. So it's basically coming back from perma holiday. It's a bit like that, but it's also that you're very plugged in and turned on. 
And it doesn't mean that you're sexually turned on. You're just turned on to yourself. You're not necessarily going to wear a potato sack. But if you did, you would still find yourself pretty, like, pretty cool. The second one is that you're owning all of who you are in every moment. This isn't as easy as it sounds. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't sound that easy to people, especially not in your karma. But, you know, most people are overcompensating one way or another. They're either super reserved because they don't want to show people who they are or they're just so super extra because they want the attention and the validation, right? When you're in your karma, you're really like ping-ponging on those spectrums depending on your personality type. But owning who you are in any given moment is really, it's, it's integrity to the 10th degree. And that's super sexy as well, because that's where your power comes out, where you cannot be swayed. I mean, if you think about it, when somebody's embodying, it just has that self-confidence, but it's self-confidence plus. It's funny, because I always think about that. It's like, you know, desire is potent. Being able to say to someone, yeah, like, you're hot. Yeah. Actually makes you hotter. Yeah. (laughs) When it's just kind of like, yeah, whatever, you know, like, you're still you. It's the overcompensating, really. And that's born out of insecurity. Fine. And that's the point. And so the third, the third way in which you know you're in your fullest power is expressing who you are fully in the moment. So how you present physically, how you dress, how you speak. So number two is owning. And then the third one is expressing it. Expressing it. Yeah. And so, and it's every area of your life embodies that. Okay. So it's not so much, it's because you could know who you are, but then actually live a life that's totally incongruent to that. So it's actually knowing who you are and then being that person. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And this is from the inside out, right? It's living your best life, but not because, you know, you have this Instagrammable, like enviable life or that you go on nice holidays. It's you're doing everything organically. That makes sense to me. Yeah. If you know who you are Mm -hmm. and you own it and then you express it. Yeah. So that's basically it in a very much more simple (laughs) way. I knew you'd get there. I was like, simplify it, Ray. And you're like, I don't have it. And I'm like, fine. (laughs) But then how do you know who you are on the inside? Well, first of all, you have to be in your fate. You're not going to know who you are if you are in your karma. Now, if it never happened, so if karma never happened, then you would mostly know who you are. Because you'd already be in your fate. Yes, but you you would have had to go through some growth and evolution right? In order to solidify that. So it's not like you get dropped into this world, into this body, and you're like, yeah, I've got this. Let me nail this. You know, there might be some simple hurdles and challenges, nothing that's going to destroy you like your karma, but more the like, let's stretch you. Let's see how capable you are. And that's how you're really going to know where your potential lies. Because also the point is to stretch you further than you think you can go so that you can keep going further and further and further. Precisely. That makes sense. Yeah. So from the spiritual, so in spiritual speak, the moment you are experiencing your fullest self, the self wants to be known because the divine naturally wants to connect because the divine, I mean, the whole reason why we have these souls and we're here in body and shit like that is the divine wants to experience itself. Otherwise, it's a pretty fucking lonely thing, you know? It's like, I'm alone in the universe. I don't know. Whenever you told me about <laughs> that, always makes me feel sad. I know. Like, I'm like low-key, but sad for the divine. So, <laughs> I'm you always know? a bit sad for the divine. <laughs> they basically created split, many, many split personalities so we didn't feel alone. <laughs> just play, right? Yeah. And it's like, okay, then we'll just be like this and then we'll just do this. So if you can just imagine in that story. So the divine 
does this in order to be able to connect to itself, right? And connecting to all that is divine. So if we're all connected, well, of course, we're going to naturally want to express. We're not going to necessarily hide out. Mm. But what we've been trying to do in separation is express our best selves as defined by separation. So we think we're expressing the divine, but actually we're just expressing our karma. Yeah, or some twisted form of the divine, which is why there's so much dysfunction because Mm. the divine actually does not do half, you know, is not meant to be represented in some of the toxic ways in which fine. it has been. Yeah, I mean, I say fine, but okay. You're like, whatever. <laughs> no, yeah, like ish. But so like, you know yourself, but then how do you express yourself in a spiritual way? When you're in your fate and you start to see things unfold for yourself. Okay, now it may not be in the manner or in the timing which would satisfy somebody as impatient, but when we're living in our fate is when we can start to see all that unfolding happen. Right. And as things unfold, you can really start to be in flow because so you're like, OK, wow, this there's an ease here that I never experienced before because I was so used to things being so up and down and dramatic that I could just fall into this. And it's cool. Right. Now, once you have done that and you're operating from your most divine self, you can start to then tap into what is my most divine expression. And for some, it's a bit like going back to what you were like when you were younger. Maybe you start dressing a bit funky again. You're like, wait, I did like wearing mismatched clothes. I did like wearing that. Why did I stop wearing that? Because I thought people would judge me. You know, I have found that there's a bit more of that where I was like, yeah, there was just certain things that I did when I was younger that the freer I became, the more I gravitated toward that and not in an effort to reclaim my youth and try to look young. But that just was a natural way of being for me. And going back to that was like really nice. So that's what that means. That makes sense. Because also your divine expression, the way I see it, is your divine expression is if I'm the divine, what would me and my life look like? Okay, so I now believe in myself because I've gone through all this stuff or it never happened. So I never Mm -hmm. had to go through all this stuff. But either way, I really believe in myself. So what do I want my life to look like? What do I want myself to look like? Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. That's what it is. Not just clothes. I mean, for me, it was definitely what was interesting is I didn't realize how much weight I'd put on trying to protect myself from the world. Hmm. And when I finally was able to be like, well, what's my divine expression? It was definitely one that was healthier Hmm. and able to move more and wasn't held back so much by my body, you know, or the one that used my voice more, that sang more, Hmm. because I used to always do that as a kid. That was much more my divine expression. The one who believed in the love and the rainbows and the unicorns and Mm -hmm. was unwavering in that. Yeah. So it wasn't even so much about like, not just about what I looked like, but it was also what I stood for, what I believed, and what I created as a result. Like, what did I want my life to look like? I remember there were points where I looked around and I was like, I don't like a lot of this. I want to change it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't fit me anymore. It doesn't suit me. It's a beacon of how much I was willing to settle Hmm. and how much I didn't even realize I was settling. Being in those relationships and maintaining them the way that they were was not an expression of my belief that I was divine and I could create my world it was an expression of my belief that I couldn't do any better so that needed to shift also so when we're settling like that we end up stemming the flow yeah because of how we're socialized and we start to judge ourselves like you know I shouldn't be unhappy I should be grateful I should be prettier thinner wearing more red whatever it is yeah and then you just become hyper aware of judgment Mm. whether you want to admit it or not am i dressing for myself am i dressing for other people Mm. what sources our most divine expression is our power 
So if we can hit those three points, right? Which Knowing, is, owning, and expressing. Yeah. We can be in our most divine expression. And so that's when we can realize just how badass and capable we are. And when we channel that sort of badassness and that capacity to be everything that our potential speaks to, it naturally flows into every part of our being. And that's what we mean by I'm sexy and I know it. No, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because actually, if you know how great you are as you, mm-hmm. not how great you are as someone else, yeah, and you own that, but you also own all the shit that happened that made you understand how great you are yeah, and all the joy to come that will keep on expanding how great you think you are mm-hmm. or how great you are and you're able to be that person then anything is possible especially your divine expression <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, and that too. yeah but how do you do this you experiment it's the only way to do it is just to try on literally different outfits okay and different things and you know you'll know who your friends are because they'll be like Okay, cool. You do you. (laughs) But the point is, is that you're doing what feels right to you, not ascribing to someone else's standard. Mm. That's really important because we have really consumed to the point of, you know, to our own detriment, what we feel or what is, what has been deemed by separation. Again, beautiful, sexy, fuckable, lovable, worthy to the point where We've just been, as you used to say, you've contorted yourself to become that only to realize that it doesn't serve anyone. It's also conforming to who you were, right? So everyone in my life, everyone I know knows me in this look or this outfit or uh, behaving in this way. And they always see me in that way. And I always noticed that whenever I went back to exes, they always saw me as I was Mm. rather than who I become. And it would require a lot of effort on my part to catch them up. Yeah. Which is why sometimes it's really difficult to maintain revolving door relationships. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, Or why they don't often work out. I'm saying often, I'm not saying ever. No, no. And sometimes they do. And also at the same time, like, you know, but again, it depends on the other person. Is the other person able to see you differently every time? Because are they able to recognize? Mm -hmm. Which goes back to kind of the marriage episode of have they grown and evolved and have you grown and evolved enough to actually be... Almost like two different people meeting again. Yeah. And that's actually why this episode comes after the marriage episode. Okay. I found it interesting that it did come before marriage. Well, it makes sense because actually you need someone who's going to, if, if this is the divine expression, will constantly be evolving, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm going to change my style every three, three months, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I don't have the energy for that. No, and also like <laughs> I know what I like and I know what suits my body, but like at the same time, there might be certain things I like more or do less or... You know, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, I might be going through a face massage phase or I might be going, I might decide I want to cut my hair off. Not going to happen, but you never know. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, people have yeah. to be able to roll with the fact that, again, as you choose someone every day, that person is going to be a different person every day too. Yeah. The, you know, what's really funny is there one, there's one beauty standard. Ricardo is like, doesn't care. Doesn't matter. I can do anything I possibly wanted. Does not even deter him. Doesn't even blink. But one thing that he has said, which is hilarious to me, because it is, I mean, fortunately, I don't care because I wouldn't do it anyway. He cannot handle bangs. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that's so weird. He was like, Liz, he's like, I don't think, and th- I mean, this came later anyway, because I, when I met him, I didn't have bangs, never th- entertained the idea of getting, I mean, bangs, but he was like, could you never, could you just not do bangs? <laughs> Much later in our marriage, too, where I was like, okay, I didn't realize that was a thing. Why? He just has a thing about bangs. He doesn't like them. 
I'm going to say weird. But it's the most random thing to like not like and have an opinion about. Yeah, that is really And strange. thankfully he ended up with somebody who actually has no desire for them anyway. But also happens if one day you wake up and you're like, all I want in my life is bags. He'll deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He'll deal. Okay. <laughs> He'll accept that. Mm. Because when you're in a marriage, it's funny. A friend of mine said this to me and I'm not sure if I completely agree with her, but I understand the point, which is you also owe it to your partner to not let yourself go. Yeah. I understand what that means. Yeah, but I it's just it's that. it's more thing is I've thought about that before, and I think it's not necessarily that in terms of like facade. Right, it's just or vanity. Yeah, you owe it to the partnership to be proud of who you are and not give up on yourself. Yeah, but that works on every single level, not yeah. just a physical one. Well, exactly, exactly. And that's why it makes sense. But I think it's because being that authentic self, being able to like give a shit about ourselves, having mm-hmm. come out of our shit, mm-hmm. isn't as easy as some people would believe. Of course, there are days where I just want to wake up. I mean, today is one of them. My hair is not brushed because last night I forgot to put it in my special bun, you know? So actually, it's a bit of a fucking bird's nest on top of my head. You know, my <laughs> eyebrows are a bit crazy. You know, I'm not saying I'm wearing like the nicest underwear possible. My bra definitely is lacking, but like... <laughs> Wow, you really broke that one down, didn't you? I know, you? I'm just like looking at what I'm wearing. I'm like, Jesus. But like at the end of the day, I still have some, I, it's not like I didn't come having not brushed my teeth mm-hmm. or wearing my nice perfume or, you know, there are certain things that you do because you respect yourself and you respect the other person's experience of that self. Yeah. Actually, I have to say, I had a lot of issues around my body. Like we know this. But as I started coming through my fate and I started to connect more to the fact that I was okay being seen because that was a big one of the big issues right the more I actually started enjoying how that person was seen it became quite fun Hmm. to feel pretty to feel beautiful to feel sexy and not just because it was through the gaze of another but because it was through the gaze of my own Mm -hmm. and I definitely noticed the more I felt amazing the more other people thought I was amazing that's yeah. always the case. And it's funny because it doesn't almost get picked up at pics. So like you'd look at a picture and be like, oh, I'm not quite sure about that. And you know at the moment you just probably really looked amazing because mm-hmm. you felt amazing, yeah. you know? And we've said that before. But I found it sometimes quite frustrating because I was working through a lot of issues around mm. what I looked like and my size and my health and my this and my that, which in the scheme of things were all bullshit. But, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of them were socially constructed But it did, at points, it did push me. Mm -hmm. You know, it did force me to see things I didn't necessarily want to see, acknowledge things I didn't necessarily want to acknowledge, and own them. But it doesn't have to take long or be that frustrating, right? I mean... No. I just feel like I I have to do everything, like, in the minutiae. You know, I'm learning to be more patient. So whilst I'm here being patient, I might as well make the most of it and do all the other things. (laughs) I mean, when you're assuming that it never happened in the first place, you're pretty much coming from that point of growth and evolution where you probably stopped at whatever your first pain, trigger, trauma moment was, right? Mm. So if you're kind of going back to that and managing in some ways to bring that person forward, what you're really, what you're effectively doing and why people often say, well, it's kind of the person you were when you're younger. You're like, yeah, it's really the person you were effectively before the major trauma happened, Mm. right? So it's about bringing that person forward. Mm. Oh my God, that person used to wear crop tops all the time. <laughs> like all the time with no shame. 
<laughs> well, there's no, you're not meant to have shame, right? No, I know, I know. I just, yeah. And so it else. is, it's the shameless part of you, yeah. right? It, it, that's the person. But it's also the game. It's like, what am I going to wear today? It becomes, yeah. it's like, you know, when you talk about the younger person, the, the, the child in you, the child in you loved playing dress up. Like, how much did I used to spend sitting on my mom's makeup table, playing with all her makeup and like mm. practicing and having the best time? And the irony is that very makeup table is now in my room and it's mm. the one I used to get ready. You know, so in a way I've realized my child's dream because I sit down and I still love it. Like every yeah. time we go out at night or every time it comes to me getting dressed, I leave myself a lot of time because one of my favorite moments of going out at night is, is the pleasure of getting dressed. Mm-hmm. I still love that too. And so it became about uh, being on time anyway. And that's the point is that at some point living from your most divine expression becomes a game. Who am I today? What do I want to wear today? Like you said, like what's going to feel right to me? And that really, that is that internal gauge. And you can't have that. Again, you're not going to have that if you're not in your fate. Mm. Because obviously it's going to be your karma that's going to be dictating that, right? You know, I'm going to look like I, you know, I'm good enough. Mm. But really it's going to be, it's just because I have so much light and I know who I am. Thank you for listening. For more information, articles, and inspiration, find us at karmasmybitch.com and at karmasmybitch.insta. And if you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review. 